Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. This time, post-coronavirus edition. Actually, not post, still during coronavirus edition. Lockdown edition. <laughs> Lockdown edition. <laughs> How are you doing, Peter? Yeah, I'm doing, doing all right. Uh, still have some hair left on my head. Not pulling it out as yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, and on this one, we are joined by none other than Matt Bacon. All the way hey, from hey, Philadelphia. How's it going, Matt? I'm, I'm good, you know, enjoying the lockdown. Also, not trying to pull the hair out of my head. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's what the apocalypse is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how this lined up, but it lined up fantastically because today on Horns Up, we're doing a versus. And I don't know if it's because we're in lockdown, but it just feels so right. We're doing a versus with Slayer's Rain and Blood, which is taking on Slayer's Seasons in the Abyss. Are you guys huge Slayer fans? I am. Obviously. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> a lot of times. Um, you know, I, I think Rain and Blood is probably the best metal record ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's hard to like not get stoked when you're listening to that record. Yeah, completely. True. True. So, uh, Matt, before we begin, what, do you remember your first ever exposure to Slayer? What was that like? Um, I remember, okay, so, so this is, I was actually talking about this to someone the other day. So when I was in middle school, um, my best friend, Asher, was like the other guy really in the music, right? Okay. And he was like, and we were both like raised in very Christian homes. And at one point, like I was starting to get into heavier music and he was getting into like the arcade fire and whatever the fuck. And I remember him being like, oh, you know, I'm glad I don't listen to that Slayer band who, who with the guys who claim to be Catholic, but wrote a record called God Hates Us All. And I was like, God Hates Us All? That sounds like a record I want to listen to. <laughs> So, you know, so I did, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, uh, this is for me. You know what I mean? So, um, so God, God Hates Us All was your first ever Slayer record? I mean, I think it was a song, Disciple, probably, and then I probably listened yeah. to Raining Blood first. Um, like, as a full Slayer record. Uh, it's a little complicated, because, like, when I was getting into music, I was getting into music via, like, these weird, like, um... Uh, <clears throat> kind of illegal streaming platforms where they wouldn't really have the album uploaded. They just have a bunch of songs. So I just listen to whatever songs I could find. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know what do you mean? Yeah. So I don't know, man. Probably Random Blood was probably my first Slayer record. But the idea that they had a song with the lyric God Hates Us All was like what really caught my attention as like an 11 year old. Okay. You know what I mean? you, Peter? Um, I, I mean, strangely enough, even though we live in two different parts of the world, it was kind of the same because uh, uh, I think that was the time I uh, I was getting into metal. Uh, the animation, I keep talking about it uh, on our previous episodes, but like I got into like new metal and stuff like that. And I think uh, that's around the time God Hates Us All was released. And again, growing up in a very conservative Catholic uh, household, you know, you can't bring in a CD or a cassette with like crosses all over it and without getting too much uh, attention or unwanted attention to it. 
but uh, yeah I, i still remember listening to disciple and for the longest time thinking that the track was called god hates us all <laughs> because he keeps singing that in the track but uh, yeah i don't i don't i think that was my first exposure to slayer but i think i've probably heard more uh, bands cover uh, rain and blood and tracks like that cover bands in i mean indian bands cover that then i've never actually seen slayer live <laughs> so i've probably seen more bands uh, play that song <laughs> yeah it is it is it is one of the most covered songs here in india um well for me actually it's a slightly different story uh, i'm i'm not a catholic so that uh, it didn't have that kind of you know uh, oh my god i'm doing something evil kind of a thing for me at all um instead my exposure to slayer was because uh hell awaits was the cheapest cd that i could buy <laughs> at a record store and yeah i was getting into metal and for oh, that album cover just looks so metal and obviously i'd heard about the notoriety of uh, of slayer as such so i was like okay cool let me give this a shot since it basically meant that i could pick up two records instead of one so i ended up buying it and uh, yeah my world was never the same again slayer changed me i couldn't believe music could be could be that fast that loud that abrasive that awesome yeah but and the intro up too like with the like proto death growl coming in you know the Yeah. It's it's yeah. Like I remember hearing that and being like, "Oh shit." And like I didn't really like get that freaked out until I heard like Meat Hook Sodomy a few years later, a few months later probably. But but what okay. I think um, I must mention about uh, a band like Slayer that despite all that was going around, I mean the notoriety that they had, you actually could get their music in India. And like you'd actually go to like a Planet Time which was a music store and find their music. So I mean I'm glad Uh, that was available to us back then yeah that's awesome but still, yeah, yeah yeah i still think christ illusion was uh, banned here too wasn't it uh, they, they had the they had the cover i still remember that yeah, yeah anyways we're not here to talk about those albums we're here to talk about rain and blood and seasons in the abyss so let me just uh, slightly preview both of these albums for you guys before we get into it Rain and Blood is the third studio album by American thrash metal band Slayer. It was released on October 7th, 1986 by Def Jam Recordings. 10 songs. Overall the album clocks in at a mere 28 minutes 58 seconds. That's under 29 minutes. It's probably for me the perfect length for an album of this sort. <laughs> <laughs> Seasons in the Abyss on the other hand is the fifth studio album by Slayer. It's released on October 9th, 1990 by Def American Records. 10 songs again but this time clocking in at almost double at 42 minutes 27 seconds so gentlemen are you guys ready to do this shall we begin versus yes sure. let's do it okay but before we begin versus i think it warrants that we do a slayer growl to start things off <laughs> okay 3 2 1 slayer ah! <laughs> All righty. Track number 1, it's Angel of Death versus War and Sondel. Peter, you want to go first? I don't think there's going to be much of a comparison here for me, but uh one of the things I just want to highlight because I know both of you are far bigger Slayer fans than me. You know the start the 
high pitch shriek which is the, the start of angel of death i mean to me when i was listening to it all over again it's like a call to all like it's just like guys you think you know what's coming get set and that is one of the things that i really love about that track man and you know again it's with most of the tracks uh, i'm going to keep repeating myself on uh, rain and blood the riffs are so iconic man i mean like there's nobody who to metal who has never heard even one of these tracks or one of these riffs ever it's and that just goes to say how great a band like slayer is so i mean i'm talking so much about angel of death so it's pretty obvious that that's my pick uh just surely i mean just based on like you know that speed and primal aggression that the track has and it's a perfect opener if i may all right uh what about you matt angel of death versus war ensemble which one did you pick i think it's interesting because i think that um i think that war ensemble is like actually probably the second strongest slayer opening track um you know what i mean like i i do think that uh like <clears throat> the lyrics on that one are objectively stronger um you know uh the lyrics are objectively stronger the uh, uh i don't know it, it, it's it's a good fucking song from them it's one of my favorites uh slayer songs actually but like how do you even like the drum break on angel of death you know <laughs> yeah. like right when you think it's over and then he goes into that that just double bass like you've never heard before you know and then just right back into it and then the bridge on angel of death like still like to talk about it right now gives me goosebumps you know just cuz it's like such like uh you just you hear it for the first time when you're a kid and you're like that's fucking evil you know <laughs> what i mean and like it's hard not to be um charmed by that you know what i mean like it's like you hear it and you're just like yeah um you know i'm gonna die uh, and i you know and, and that was kind of a feeling i've had several times over the years seeing slayer was just a sense of like oh i'm gonna die you know like um and i think it really perfectly encapsulates that you know uh if that makes any sort of sense like yeah it does so so it's clear that you're going with angel of death too yeah of course and yeah no surprises i'm going with angel of death too because it's just so iconic i think it is the song that defines slayer it's the perfect slayer song and yes even though war ensemble is a great song it's not that iconic so yeah, yeah angel of death for me too cool so we start off with a clean sweep for raining in blood uh next up track number 2 piece by piece versus blood red mad you want to take this one i have a so- like i just love the part in piece by piece where, like at the very end where it goes piece by piece and that always like <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah so, like, like blood red is okay but it's also kind of like a a precursor of like 90s slayer which is like it's got its moments but it's not really like a stunner you know whereas piece by piece just has this like in the riff you can like hear someone getting chopped up so i don't know i'm about that life <laughs> <laughs> peter what about you 
for me, when I was going through the lyrics of piece by piece, uh, it, if you think about it, wouldn't be out of place on, say, a Cannibal Corpse album or any death metal album, right? I mean, this is the band that kind of, this is the kind of music that inspired all these death metal acts that came later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like what Matt said, when you just, when you go through it, uh, piece by piece is way, like, and it's just again, I'm coming back, just so aggressive. And you know, you just wanna like, I don't know, break stuff or just get really aggressive listening to this kind of thing. And that's where you know Blood Red kind of you see a difference uh, in the tracks. So no surprise, it's piece by piece for me. Okay. This one's weird for me because I'm actually gonna go with Blood Red. Yes, it is not as intense as Piece by Piece, but Blood Red to me feels like a completed song. Like it just feels whole. Piece by Piece feels like they had this long song, but then they only decided to keep the intense part of it. I don't know why. No, I, I definitely see what you're saying. I definitely see what you're saying. Like Piece by Piece is definitely a short one. Yeah. So, only for that reason, I'll go with Blood Red. Cool. Okay. All right. So, at least yeah. we, at least, uh, <laughs> Seasons in the Abyss breaks up its first point, which leads me to track number three, Necrophobic versus Spirit in Black. Uh, let me start this one off. I love the harmonic guitar solo section in Spirit in Black. That, to yeah. me, is the highlight of that song. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it I wrote. <laughs> I love that part. But overall, for this one between the two, it's necrophobic for me. It's hardcore punk up to the max. I love the chaotic start of the song. And apart from the small bridge just before the solo, this song never lets up. It's short and it's brutally sweet. And this is what um, piece by piece should have been for me. But uh, yeah, necrophobic, just a better track. What about you, Matt? Um... Yeah, so I do like kind of, because like the Spirit in Black thing is like one of the few moments in Slayer's discography where you really hear the Thin Lizzy influence kind of shine through, you know, which is interesting to me. Um, you know, I, uh, but yeah, again, like, and, and again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is another one of those tracks where just the, the, the like the chunkiness of the lyrics, the way he sings you just you can't not love it you know you know where he says um necrophobic can't control the paranoia scared to die yeah you're just like <laughs> you know so for me it it just has to be it just has to be that because it's it's just so memorable you know what i mean yep completely what about you peter I'm in agreement with both of you, man. I mean, like, just the guitar work on this track, uh, so brilliant. I mean, like, of course, not taking away from uh, Spirit in Black, like the solo that uh, Hanuman, Jeff Hanneman plays halfway through. Like, for me, it was, like, close to each other. But then when I looked at it, just looking back and the kind of music I mainly listen to, definitely I'm going for Necrophobic. All right, all right. So it seems to be a complete swamp show by that at the moment. But let's see how it goes. Because next up, track number four, here is Altar of Sacrifice versus Expendable Youth. Peter, your take. 
altar of sacrifice by far, man. I mean, just the frantic vocal delivery of Tom Mariah. The, again, you know, at this point, uh, it's the kind of speed metal, if I may use that, riffs, which kind of give it an upper edge over expendable youth. So, yeah, man, that's my pick, altar of sacrifice. Okay, I'm going to step in here and say that the highlight of altar of sacrifice has to be the lyric and to, to the realm of Satan and that entire yeah. sentence that follows it. But Expendable Youth can counter that lyric with the lovely death is the only solution. And then the solo section, which is still a bit sonically different than uh, from what we generally see the VV Slayer kind of stuff. Uh, it feels like I've heard Altar of Sacrifice before on Hellavates. So, which is why I'm going to give it to Expendable Youth. Yeah, I mean, that's a really fair point. And it's really like, yeah, this is this is when I was actually looking at and was like, huh, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to say. Because, <laughs> you know, because I do love that enter to the realm of Satan, you know. Uh, but simultaneously, like, Expendable Youth is objectively one of the strongest, um, songs on Seasons in the Abyss. Um, I don't know. Like, it's a tricky one. Uh, I feel like I have... I feel like I have to go with Expendable Youth on this one. <laughs> wow. Okay. First track on the way to Seasons in the Abyss. Yep. Yep. Seasons in the Abyss has a better track number four, which leads us to track number five. It's Jesus Saves versus Dead Skin Mask. Matt, just go for it. It's like a top five Slayer song, in my opinion. It's also secretly a ripoff of uh, Kiss's God of Thunder. Um, Just saying. Uh, Like, like, trapped in a closet, you know, like the Let Me Out. Like, I remember hearing that for the first time, that song for the first time, being like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Um... (laughs) You know, uh, Jesus Saves is cool, you know, um, and it's intense and it's almost a hardcore song, you know, and yeah. I do love it, for that, but I feel like Dead Skin Mask is just like, it's just skin crawling, you know? Um, yeah, I think that skin, skin crawling is probably the best word to, de- to define Dead Skin Mask or the best adjective for it. I mean, Jesus Saves... Jesus Saves starts out with a banger of a groove, but then after the groove, yeah. it kind of goes back to very meat and potato slayer. Uh, but Dead Skin Mask, on the other hand, it is, it's got that lovely intro, um, that line, I promise I won't keep you for long, I'll keep you forever. That just, oh my God, that, that literally <laughs> just sends a chill <laughs> up your spine. The rest of the yeah. song scary as fuck. And those samples in the end are just the cherry on the cake for me. It's the most haunting Slayer song, period. So, yeah, for me, it's Dead Skin Mask 2. Do you guys want to guess what my pick is? <laughs> if it's not Dead Skin Mask, you're a poser. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, I mean, you know, you talked about uh, the spoken word part in the opening verse, right? Like, when I was listening to it, it sends literally chills down your spine. And, uh, like, I was reading the lyrics and... You know, it is quite, I mean, it's based on uh, the serial killer, Ed Jin. And, yeah. you know, despite knowing all of that, when 
Tomariah sings, dance with the dead in my dreams, listen to their hallowed screams. You just want to sing along. Like it's just some, one of those things. And like Jesus saves, like you said, you know, it has that chugga chugga part, which, you know, if you think about it, when, when the, compared to the previous tracks, it's kind of slower in a way, but then I don't know where they kind of, the second half of this track, what happened. But yeah, again, Seasons in the Abyss gets a second pick. Uh, my pick is, of course, Dead Skin Mask. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Feels like maybe the tables are turning. We'll see as we <laughs> step into track number six. Side B is officially of both the records now. First up here is Criminally Insane versus Hallowed Point. Matt, your thoughts? Um, I definitely would go with Criminally Insane. Like, I think that Hallowed... I mean, Hallowed Point isn't you know, one of the more memorable songs from the Seasons in the Abyss record. I think um, Criminally Insane, again, it just has the chunkiness, you know, kind of like necrophobic a little bit. Um, you know, the way he says criminally insane, you can almost hear how that ends up inspiring Carcass a few years later on Recaputrefaction. And, um, you know, you can hear that. You can hear that a little bit more. Um, so neither are really top tier tracks from either of those records, but I do think that Criminally Insane is a better song. All right. Peter? <laughs> I'm, I'm going for Hallowed Point. I mean, it was close for me, but uh, when I was listening to them, uh, Hallowed Point is kind of one of the few tracks which on this album kind of sound like Rain in Blood. So, yeah, I, I'm going for Hallowed Point, man. Okay. Um, all right. So at this point in the record, Hallowed Point just feels like a cookie-cutter Slayer song. But Criminally Insane, who doesn't love that drum intro? Yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great track to blare out on loudspeakers. And this is, this is like a PSA, but you guys should try it the next time you're ever, you're ever subject to doing a sound check at a show. Uh, if those ever happen again in the future <laughs> time. But uh, yeah, it's it's a fantastic intro, and I love the outro too. Criminally Insane is the better track. I think it's also because uh, Criminally Insane was remixed at some point, right? I think it's available on the bonus yeah. content or something of that sort yeah. of this record. And yeah, it just I yeah uh, clear winner for me here. Criminally Insane, cool. All right, so. Uh, that being said, let's move on to track number seven. It's time for Reborn versus Skeletons of Society. Peter, you start. Okay, so you can tell by now that I'm a fan of more the aggressive side of Slayer compared to the mid-tempo kind of track, so it's Reborn for me. Okay. Matt, anything to add? Um. Skeleton, I think that Skeletons of Society is one of the stronger tracks on Seasons of the Abyss. I like the chorus there. I think it's a lot of fun. I think, I don't know, I, I just find it to be, it, it's, just a, it's, just a, it's just a rager, man. Like, I have a hard time not loving that song, so I'm definitely a Skeletons of Society guy. Ooh, okay. So that means I'm the decider. Um... <laughs> I'm actually going to I'm actually going to answer this uh, in the form of a question, which is a bit of a dig here. But I don't know why Skeletons of Society is considered to be one of the most uh, recognizable Slayer songs. 
to me it's like it's 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 a weak song but uh, i guess it's something the band plays a lot and it's known a lot because it's got a very singable chorus and yeah. i think the band and the band really plays it a lot because it's almost like a rest stop in the middle of a set uh, it gives them something easy to play but the song itself is just way too long now reborn on the other hand it doesn't really add anything new to slayer either but it's shorter it's crisper it's stronger and that's why for me it still scores over skeleton society so that two points to reborn and one point to skeleton society sorry matt <laughs> right okay getting into the last three tracks this is track number 8 it's epidemic versus temptation <laughs> Okay let let me start off this one here uh this one again it's uh, it feels like a battle of the lightweights but uh temptation just ekes out the win for me because of the vocals and how they were recorded and the entire story of uh Araya basically tracking the vocals twice and and I'm guessing Slayer just uh, I, I don't know the actual truth but it seems to me like they were like oh my god just put both of them together at the same time it's okay Hey yeah just because of that gimmick I'll give temptation a vote What about you Matt I didn't realize that about the vocals that's kind of interesting um <laughs> Yeah I don't know yeah like you said they're both kind of like the forgettable songs on their respective records you know I don't think anyone is really singing either of those albums either of those like no one's like living and dying as like epidemic is the best song on rain and blood Uh, yeah. That being said, you know what? I'll go with Temptation too just cuz I think you're right the production value is higher. It is a little bit more uh worth spending your time with. Yes, yeah, so, since you guys kind of uh said most of it, I'm just going to add, you know, the dual vocals of course uh something i read was apparently the reason why they don't play it live is because kerry king said he can't play and sing the backing vocals to it uh but for me like even the chorus play with your insanity shatter your reality pulsing in your blood i mean of course man temptation i'm going for that okay so a clean sweep for rain and blood here Moving on to the last two tracks this is track number 9 it's post mortem versus born of fire Matt you want to take this one Born of fire fucking kills <laughs> <laughs> You know and and just that like born of fire it's just like ugh. um and like it's also funny to me because it's the exact same stick that they do in um It's the exact same stick that they do in um in the more ensemble but it's just such a good idea <laughs> they just did it again at the end of the album and it worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so you're going with Born of Fire? Yeah. Totally. All right. Cool. Peter? I think that if I can just add I think that the best layer songs are the songs that really evoke the sense of being in hell. and that song does that okay yeah Peter? I mean, for me both these tracks are like really dark when you get down to the lyrics i mean like 
for postmortem in like verse three. It's like, come and die with me forever. Shared insanity. Do you want to die? I mean, you just hear those tracks and, you know, sometimes you just want to sing along to it. <laughs> I'm sorry for cutting you off. That, that has to be the best uh, uh, poetic interpretation of postmortem I've ever heard. Sorry. <laughs> no, just the way you read the lyrics. I was imagining somebody <laughs> on stage, maybe at a poetry competition or something of that sort. <laughs> <laughs> now you've put that image in my head. I mean, but you know, for me, just like Matt said, uh, it's born of fire. I mean, it's balls out. You've got great solos from both Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman. I mean, completely edges uh, post-mortem over. So yeah, one more word to Bonafide. Okay, so I'm going to be the contrarian here. And that's not actually to do with the songs itself. I mean, objectively speaking, yes, Bonafide is a better song. But uh, I'm going to go subjective here. Because <laughs> Postmortem has more to do for me with uh, what the song represents and is known for rather than the song itself. <laughs> and which is why I'm giving it to postmortem, and you all know why. <laughs> yes, yes, I know what's coming next. So let's just dive straight into it, Matt. Yep. You have to go, for, you have to end it up for us. Yeah, it's time for raining blood versus seasons in the abyss. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, is this even a contest? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Well, like, 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 raining, raining blood is such a good song that even like, even like the chug part is like the fucking sickest chug part you've ever heard in your life, you know. Um, and then like the bridge with the banana, banana, you're just like, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, I don't know, yeah, I, I just, I, I have this really great memory of seeing Slayer uh, last summer with my friend Aruna from, um, from Midgard's Blute. And uh, uh, we were hanging out and I just remember it being like, we were like watching Raining Blood and like just freaking out with her. Just like, even though we both seen Slayer a bunch of times, we were just like, mm, this is sick. You know what I mean? Like every time you see it, you're just like a 15 year old again. Oh, absolutely. I attest to that fact. I mean, I've seen Slayer only once when they came to India. And oh my God, Raining Blood was the highlight of the set for me too. And I, I must ask you this, Matt. Uh, all the times you've seen Slayer, has it actually, have they actually uh, made it rain blood during Raining Blood? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like I've seen Slayer, like, both from the luxury box at Madison Square Garden to, like, the pit to, like, being alone in the photo pit three feet from Tom Araya. And, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Every time, it's just... I have this really great memory of seeing Slayer when I was 18, and it was at this festival in Europe. And I just remember the circle pit kicking up, like, a 50-foot cloud of dust. And, like, I wasn't even in the circle pit, but I was just spitting brown because wow. there was just that, much, you know what I mean? There's that much dust. It was insane. Um, that's my cat agreeing. So yeah, definitely. 
you can't not love that song. Vita? I, the the only thing I'm gonna add is what I said earlier. I mean, uh, there are certain bands in India who kind of made their reputation playing covers of Slayer and playing this song. And you know, the moment uh, you heard the opening riff itself, you have like everyone going nuts, like every person losing their shit and singing along. And yeah, I mean, for a lot of them, their dream came true when Slayer came down to India. So. Finally, seeing the band in the flesh, so no surprises, man. I mean, just it's and unfortunately, like even though like uh, seasons in the abyss, you have like that great opener, opening part, and things like that. But then when you're putting it uh, pitted against each other, raining blood for sure, man. Raining blood. Yeah, I'll just add here, like because and it's only because you mentioned that opening part of the song um, in jam rooms to this day. If anybody is a metalhead, I guarantee you the drummer will try and do that intro, and everybody will play the first riff and absolutely lose their shit when it comes to playing that the uh, second riff of that song. Of and of course, I'm complaining. The... <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the second riff. If you find a guitar player who can play that second riff. properly uh that's when you know you got a good guitar player with you because that's a tough riff anyways so, so uh with that we end the music part of this uh let's talk quickly talk about artwork uh between the two albums matt which artwork do you prefer and why so i actually pulled up the artwork for this part cuz i was like huh which one do i prefer <laughs> um i feel like I feel like I prefer the rain and I feel like I prefer the rain and blood art just because it's there's just so much going on. You know what I mean? Mhm. It's just like it's just like some art that you can really like sink your teeth into. There's just a lot there visually. You know what I mean? Um so that's really what uh what captures my imagination about it is that it's just like like you know like i i i to this day will like pick up that record and just like look at it and notice a detail i hadn't seen before you know it's like heronimus bosch type stuff who i've always loved um you know even since i was a kid before i knew about slayer um so yeah i'm going to have to go with that okay peter i'm going for the same man i mean like uh i'm kind of repeating myself here but then you know when you hear all about slayer and then you see that artwork it fits exactly like you're like oh my god this is the kind of new uh, album i'm going to pick up just to piss off my parents or tell everyone that you know what i'm metalhead and you know it's so iconic i mean everyone kind of knows it uh, everyone's worn bootleg t-shirts for it here in india and stuff like that so yeah man for me it's rain in blood mm Okay, I'm actually going to go with Seasons in the Abyss, and uh, the reason behind that is I like. Okay, so for me, the most uh, memorable and this the Slayer artwork that I really like is actually Hell Awaits. Uh, I love that, and compared to that, Rain and Blood, like there's just so much going on in it that I don't see it. Like 
how many rain and blood t-shirts have you actually seen uh, is my metric versus how many seasons in the abyss t-shirts have you seen you kind of see the uh, the iconic skull over there itself and i yeah. think that's more closely associated with slayer than any of the artwork on rain and blood as such because when you see goat head etc that is more associated with hellawaits it's not associated with rain and blood so i'm going to go i'm i'm going to go with uh, seasons in the abyss for this one on album artwork uh am i yeah am i allowed to say that yeah i mean i guess it's okay to be wrong buddy <laughs> uh yeah i was waiting for that some kind of sarcasm there okay pitch <laughs> which then leaves us with talking about the entire album and their legacies. Uh, Matt, why don't you paint this uh, up for us? So I think, you know, Hello Waits um, sort of kicks off this trilogy for the band, um, you know, sort of their three best records, you know, being, you know, they're like, Broadly speaking, I think most people would agree that Hello Waits, Rain and Blood, and South of Heaven are like sort of like the Slayer records. I feel like Seasons in the Abyss is sort of for a while the last truly great Slayer record. Like nobody's really like stoked on Divine Intervention, Undisputed Attitude, um, you know, and like whatever. Like no one's really stoked on any, any other other '90s output except, and it really only gets good again around God Hates Us All, right? So like. That's kind of my two cents. Is like the first three, three Slayer records are the, the, sorry, the second through fourth Slayer records are truly, truly phenomenal. Um, you know, and especially when you consider that they put out those three records in the space of three years. Uh, Season in the Abyss is a, an all-time metal classic, but doesn't quite have that. Uh, cultural cash for me that uh <clears throat> that rain and blood does i mean it's it's the metal record okay peter i'm going to go for the same man i mean i'm not again like i said earlier i'm not the as big uh, slayer fans as both of you but for me just listening to rain and blood man i mean it's it's a, even a not so how would i put this even someone like me who's not that huge a fan knows those tracks and has like lost his shit uh, listening to them so just for that reason i'm going with uh, rain and blood okay um hmm <laughs> all right okay now now wait i'm i'm just going to try and extend this a little bit uh Seasons in the Abyss has been described as the perfect mix between the two styles of Slayer. Uh, it marries the speed as well as the slowy, groovy kind of a part, which is showcased on both Rain and Blood and South of Heaven, respectively. Um, having said that, yeah, of course, this is going to be Rain and Blood uh, seasons. <laughs> South, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, we get it. We get it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do that again because no matter how much how much is written about uh, seasons in the abyss or the fact that uh, it has war ensemble, which has earned Slayer its heaviest airplay 
as a music video of all time because that was the i think that was the first ever proper music video they ever did um yes it received a lot of positive reviews etc it's been ranked 31st on rolling stone's 100 greatest metal albums of all time but then you start talking about rain and blood and rolling stone ranked it at number 6 of its of on that same list so yeah i think that is rain and blood is is slayer's peak album even though i still like elevates more <laughs> i mean let's let's let, just just to you know, put this discussion a little further I'm pointing this primarily to both of you uh if you had to tell someone uh which slayer i mean you have to introduce slayer to someone which album would you give them and it kind of boils down to that for me yeah it's like your face is going to get ripped off you're going to think you're going to die get hype <laughs> yeah yeah i'd give them rain and blood too but then i'd tell them hey check out hello wait that's that's really <laughs> we 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 already know the next episode we're going to do <laughs> no can't be done on versus man they don't have i really wanted to do that but they don't have a similar uh, song like, numbers on them yeah, yeah tracks yeah. on yeah all right so that was versus moment of end. truth <laughs> moment of truth we really uh, i think we all kind of know uh, that rain and blood is a clear winner here rain and blood overall has 25 points to seasons in the abyss which has only 11 wow a dominant victory this is the first, <laughs> yeah. the first ever versus that we've done which has a clear cut dominant victory so matt yeah. uh, let me just paint you a picture of the previous versus episodes we did We did uh, Iron Maiden's Power Slave versus Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Okay. We Which one? Which one would you pick on that? Overall, I'm definitely a Seventh Son guy. Okay, cool. And uh, uh, the next one we did was uh, Master of Puppets versus Ride the Lightning. Um. Well, Master of Puppets, probably, right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 You take that one too, but. uh over there for both those versus episodes uh it was literally like maybe a neck. point or a couple of points difference yeah it was neck to neck but this one is the first uh one that we have such a clear dominant winner so yeah that was fun yeah it was very fun thank you for having me already so matt uh here's your space you want to give out some shout outs or something of that sort feel free I mean, yeah, just, uh, <clears throat> you know, if you like Indian thrash metal, check out my friends in Chaos. Uh, they're really good. Um, otherwise, uh, just, you know, uh, if you check out my Instagram, at MattBacon666, we have a lot of band advice videos. Um, follow me on Twitter. Hear me say stupid shit. Get in fights with Peter um, about whatever the fuck. Um, again, just at MattBacon666 and check out my company, Dropout Media. Um, I'm... offering free 15 minute consultations to bands during the coronavirus crisis so if you have any questions about growing your band now is the time to hit me up awesome thank you so much for your time peter and matt i hope you have a good rest of the lockdown yeah you too take care yeah okay all right bye bye on up on up man on up always